a dollar short Thank God I was wrapped up in your arms I don't want to read the morning news Or watch the weather report I'd rather be grateful for your charms I've done a lot of things, baby That didn't make me proud Honey, I don't want to leave you now Honey, I don't want to leave you now Honey, I Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is counting down every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. I woke up a day late and a dollar short, but luckily, <laughs> Sylvan was on time and she lent me a dollar. How are you doing, my sister? Always happy to lend a hand. Although, yeah, I have often felt day late as these days get shorter and here in Vermont, they're getting darker and darker. Yeah, it's a great time to be listening to John and really digging into some lyrics. We continue to wish John a speedy recovery. It happens to be that today there was a pretty nice article that came out talking about his injury hiking and how he's doing although it was pretty much a reformatting of the official press release but it's just nice to know that there's still journalists who are paying attention to Mr. Hyatt and sharing that with us please everybody keep up the good work in terms of that keeping John out there in front of people to remind them of his great music and who knows maybe they'll stumble on our podcast eventually and just a continued get well wishes to john yeah and in the meantime lily is really putting a fresh a lot of enthusiasm into on facebook she just it seems to be posting all the time posting photos talking about her gigs i think she posted a photo of a new It looked like flower tattoo that I don't know if it's new or she's just sharing it. Uh, A lot of pictures of who she's performing with. I keep, I, I, it is working for me. I am more and more hyped about when are you going to come down to Texas? When are you going to come down to Texas? So I, I am glad that she's out there carrying on the Hyatt legacy. Troubadour legacy. Yes, uh, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing so great. Yeah. So tonight we are talking another John Hyatt song, of course. You want to tell us a little bit on Just the Facts? Just the Facts for Don't Want to Leave You Now. This was track number five on Dirty Jeans and Mudslide Hymns. It is the fourth that we have discussed, although it would be the fifth alphabetically. Again, apologies, everybody. I needed a little bit more podcast behind me before I was ready to talk 
Adios to California. We will get there, I promise. Actually, we're scheduled to get to Adios to California October 21st, 2026. So reserve your seats now if you would like to join us for that discussion. There, it was the fifth studio album from New West, and they are the record company that continues to release John's albums, but he owns the albums now, unlike in the early days of his career. I think they've done a great job of getting the music out there. As a reminder, the band on Dirty Jeans and Mudslide Hymns was Kenny Blevins on drums, Doug Lancio on guitar, and Patrick O'Hearn on bass. This a song, I believe, also features orchestration, and the orchestration credit on this album was Jeff Bova and the Bovaland Orchestra. So I was doing a little bit of searching on Facebook and Google to find the Bovaland Orchestra. They actually have a pretty great little website. And Jeff Bova is a Grammy award-winning producer, arranger, and musician with hundreds of platinum and gold selling records to his name. So I think it really helps that we had some outside production on Dirty Jeans and Mudslide Hymns, which, oh my gosh, I just blanked on Kevin Shirley's name. Excuse me. That's all right. We <laughs> and yes, fix it in post. <laughs> there. So anyone who wants to go to the bovaland.com, unfortunately, John is not mentioned, but it's really interesting just seeing the wide range that he has worked with. And I think if you're tuned into that kind of orchestral sound, you're going to hear it a lot more in Dirty Jeans and Mudslide Hymns. Those of you who are collectors like me might have the special edition of that album, which included a making of DVD, uh, cute little videos of John talking about each of the songs. So I had to do a little jerry-rigging to actually be able to watch that because technology changes. But John was talking about how this song was his Barry White style singing of an R&B ballad and talking about how difficult it can be when you come off the road and you have to get right back on it. And I think the lyrics speak for themselves on that. So I think that covers just the facts, except a good plug to our boy Jake Thistle, who recorded a version of this all the way back in 2019. We can see a much younger version of Jake covering this road-weary kind of curmuffin er (laughs) song. And I I think he did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. I I loved hearing this version. All right. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the lyrics. We're going to talk about the song and we're going to rate it but we will be back after these messages hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds our family now has three pairs of raycon earbuds around the house and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price and yes she loves them now if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of raycons Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And we're back. I'll go first this time. Quick thoughts. I really liked the song. And it fits so well with the song that we talked about last week. It vocally, I really love John's vocal arrangement on this style. And this is, once again, we talked about last week, pacing on this really works well for me. I just think this is a song that... I savored listening to it. It made me, I enjoyed the time feeling this, this, his loneliness and his feelings and his love for honey, whoever they may be, right? As Jason Isbell said, and I know I'm quoting him a lot, but I really think that he does a lot of interviews about songwriting and he said when you're a songwriter everybody thinks the song is autobiographical and it often isn't and this absolutely you could see that this is a love letter to john's wonderful bride but it's also any of us who have to travel for a living or go do something even going to work and you're going to see him that night it's just right, right there isn't it yeah, I, I agreed with all of the above. And it it's always tempting, I think, on the grand scale of how tempting it is to put John and Nancy as the characters in this little tale that we're getting. It's very tempting. And who wouldn't love this as a love letter of because the person leaving 
has their emotions. And then the person who's left behind, of course, wants to be reassured that are you going out there and just having a grand time being the rock star and you don't even give me a second thought or will you be missing me? And what will you be missing? Is it just the food I put on the table? Is it the way we talk about things? Any of that kind of talk, but we might be getting a little bit ahead of the lyric discussion. And last week I talked about Bruce and the song Drive All Night. Mm -hmm. So this song is the outtake of where he he does Back in Your Arms. Okay. Yeah, which is, it talks about, I wish, I just want to be back in your arms again. I just want to be back in your arms again. Though this song is, he's effed up. And Mm -hmm. as Bruce talks about in the intro, have you ever really screwed up a relationship? If you did, begging is the only answer. If that's your homework, listeners, go listen to Back in Your Arms. Just as a side note, I, I just think this is, and thanks to the magic of editing, I will take out that I misspoke last episode and I will cut out this part, little thought, but this song is of the thought of the weariness of a road and missing someone. The last song wasn't, but I got them mixed up because I was listening together and you were very kind and taking care of that. Thank you. So I love this idea, right? That he's, I want to be in your arms. I want to lay in bed, but I got stuff to do and I got to go on. Yeah. And darn life, it gets in the way of those things that we enjoy. And I do think that he is touching on something very universal with this song. Yeah. It, it sounds very specific, like we were talking about. It, it's hard not to imagine that he is talking about his career and how that often takes him away from home. But it's talking about something that I think every person has felt in a different context. Yeah. All right. Me start, you start. I meant to write down who started last time and I didn't. So I I can start this time. All right. Sounds good. I woke up a day late and a dollar short. Thank God I was wrapped up in your arms. I don't want to read the morning news or watch the weather report. I'd rather be grateful for your charms. There we go. picture of domestic bliss shameless plug for lily hyatt's new side project called domestic bliss go find that if you haven't already and there are people who just really love being in a relationship this character sounds to me like someone who revels in the idea of there's a weekend that comes around all we gotta do is maybe read the paper, think about, do we want to go outside or not? And we're not in a rush. The alarm hasn't gone off. We're wrapped up in each other and just cozy, enjoying each other. Your thoughts? I'm going to go even a little further. Okay. Uh, He's saying, don't worry about the news. Don't worry about the weather report. Stay here because I'm going to be leaving soon. Let's have a little more togetherness shall we say to keep this Mm -hmm. g-rated 
Yes. <laughs> uh, and I, I just, it is such a, because often in a relationship, and even not in a relationship, let's just say in the morning, often you got to get the day started. Got to let out the dog. We got to start breakfast. We got to get kids out of bed. We've got to figure out, is it going to rain outside? Whether how to dress the kids, do I bring an umbrella, all this stuff. And he's just throw all that away for a minute. And let's have one more moment or moments of marital bliss, of just loving bliss. Let's be together in a spiritual and maybe physical way and just savor the moment one more time. And it's a very different kind of chorus that comes next. Like it's hard to say if the next two lines were actually belong to that first verse or are part of a varied chorus. Is it all right to continue? Yeah, please. I've done a lot of things, baby, that didn't make me proud. Honey, I don't want to leave you now. 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 So four times. And I think I very purposely did break there because we have this idea of that comfort and being with each other and just being in the moment. And then here's that little cloud of doubt. Am I worthy of you? What did I do to deserve this moment of gratefully being in your arms? And all of us have those parts of us that it's, you feel shame for what you've done or who you've been in a past version of self. And if you're lucky, you find someone who can see those things and still love you for them. And maybe even show you that those parts that you are ashamed of are not who you are, that you're better than the things that you're not proud of. And I think that's a very lovely way to talk about a very adult, a very meaningful kind of love in just a couple of words. Yeah. And I think the other way you could change this, and I, I think you are right, but I also think this is, I don't know much about love, mm-hmm. but I know when I have it, right? Like I mm-hmm. don't know much about art, but I know good when I, what I like. There's a lot of things, baby, I didn't make... That didn't make me proud, but making you picking you and you Mm -hmm. picking me, I am proud of that. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to leave you now, right? This is there, there was a lot of bad things in my life. And I remember there was, God, this was years ago, way years ago. There was uh, a uh, Nick Nolte was in a Rich Man, Poor Man miniseries. That's how old it was. And there was a scene where he had fell in love with this woman. And he says, every time I make love to you, it erases a bad memory in my life. And this, I don't want to leave you now. I don't want to, I, in your arms, I found my my safe zone, my togetherness. And, but he has to, and for whatever reasons for, because of, and we can romanticize this because it's his job or because he has a calling to do this, but I love that. And 
there is a beauty to that chorus that doesn't work when you're just reading it out loud, right? If you ever read, let it be, if you're ever reading the lyrics out loud, it goes, wow, that's pretty redundant. But yet when it's <laughs> right, right, playing, yeah. it's absolutely, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I just- Which, if you go back, way back into John's career, he would not include the lyrics in uh, his records because he felt that they should never stand separate from the music. I'm so yeah. glad he changed his mind about that because how often yeah. have we misheard something? Yeah, and absolutely. All right. Last night you said you looked up to me, nowhere to hide. That's when I lose control. I think it's like you see right through me. I got no clothes on when you're looking into my soul. Is that? I mean, it's a beautiful sentiment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to start showing my cards a little bit here. That it's perfect prose. I don't know if it's poetry. Okay. There's something about the rhythm that seems a little bit off to me, but I do love the idea that when you express your admiration for someone, it actually makes them very vulnerable rather than making them puffed up at times that you're basically forcing someone to see that in themselves. And sometimes seeing our best self is the hardest thing we can do. And the idea that you see right through me, like you see through the pretenses and all these things where I try to shove off all the hard work that I've done because, oh, I don't want to think about all that effort I've put into being a better person. I just want to focus on the here and now. And that to be naked with someone figuratively is to be open to them, to be one's true self with no adornments, no hiding all of the things that he's saying there. Yeah. And in a little bit, this is, you could almost hear the partner mm -hmm. saying, I don't love you despite your flaws. Mm -hmm. I love you because of your flaws, because right. you are a complex person, because Sarah Hickman has a line that says, my mistakes brought me to this place. And we are all the sum of our journey. And mm -hmm. when someone loves you, it's that he is saying, this partner, as you look up to me and that that awareness as you said I, I you're being too kind to me i don't I, i'm a little uncomfortable with the light you're putting on me whether it's a pedestal right. or something and it is because it's easy to degrade ourselves to self-effacing but the reality is your partner should be your soft place to fall and the person yes. that truly understands and cares for you. And uh, once again, I forgot the next line, which could be part of this verse yeah. or part of this course. I left my eardrums beating. Oh, with the roaring of the crowd. Yeah. So again, we, we can be literal that he's talking about his job, that he's going out and playing in theaters with people cheering for him. And how does that relate to this quiet moment when he is, with yeah. the person that 
can give this version of himself to him. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There is the other transition seem to work a little bit better for me. Like I'm Mm -hmm. great for your charms. I've done a lot of things, baby, that didn't make me proud. This was a little more. It goes more toward the next verse where it Mm -hmm. says, I know I got to go out and face the music, got to stand up and play. I'm lucky as hell to do what I love, but nothing lasts forever, baby. Not even the song. Though you're the most beautiful one I could ever think of. And Mm -hmm. by having his partner, Mm -hmm. their partner work into a song, you are, you are the song to me. You are like, is such a great metaphor for a lot of love songs. They'll Mm -hmm. talk about that. Yeah. And and this is where you get into, right? Like he is, he's, I love the idea. I'm lucky as hell to do what I love. I've been able to make a living making music. I get to have all these people enjoy my music and I bring happiness, but I know it's not going to last forever. And when it all comes to the end, you are the best song I could ever do. And us together is what's really important and what's beautiful in our lives. I think that pretty much covers that. Yeah. Part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we get the chorus again, honey, I don't want to leave you now each time four times, which is just the right rhythm. It has that almost like a mantra. If you were meditating, which really comes out. So you want to go next? Um, all this time I've been coming and going. It's like I'm in and out of consciousness. I awaken from dreams sometimes without knowing if I'm really awake or if I, or just dreaming this, that really speaks to me. I went through a period of my life where I had really bad insomnia and the idea of you're going through a time and just trying to keep going and that border between <laughs> when your mind is in complete control versus when you are in control of your mind gets really fuzzy. And when you have worked yourself too hard, when you are traveling too much, you almost enter this other state that doesn't really look like reality. And that is when you really need, as you were saying, Jesse, that soft place to land or that person to help ground you and get you through those tough times so that you can return to your normal life. Yeah. The, because life on the road isn't reality. I don't think I've told the story before, but in one of my previous jobs, I was lucky enough to go to the Philippines for an extended Mm -hmm. trip. I went twice And at one time it was like three weeks and the other was two weeks. And I told Linda, I missed her. It was horrible, but in a lot of ways it was just the best because you Manila works on Dallas time. So you would get up at six or seven o'clock at night and someone would pick you up. They would drive you to the office about two in the morning. They'd go, Hey, are you ready for lunch? Uh-huh. Sure. They would take you to a lunch. They would bring you back. And then about six, five, six in the morning, 
you're ready to go to the back? Yeah, I'm good. And they would drive you off to the hotel. The hotel had a breakfast buffet. You'd eat breakfast for your dinner, go home. The hotel's made up. The bed's made up. You go to sleep and you do it all over. There was no, you didn't make any decisions. You didn't have to do any housework. You didn't have to do anything. I was like, I missed you horribly, Linda. But that was just, there was just nothing. You didn't even right, have to think right. about where to go to lunch. Someone like, come on, just yeah. take you to lunch. And it's basically being treated like a kid. Yeah. And it isn't reality though. And no. so that's, what, and so I really, that is this idea. I'm going in and out of consciousness, awake from dreams, sometimes without even knowing. And the... I, I think you could do this for both. It's about his home life. Am I really awake or just dreaming this wonderful life I have? Or am I really awake or just dreaming this life when I'm on the road where yeah. people do? My friend Tom Zoller makes a joke all the time. We were at a comic convention and Linda was asking, what do you do? He goes, I don't know. I'm just the talent. They show up and tell me where to go. So John's just the talent. Like I show yeah, up where yeah. I'm supposed to show up. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Then I'm wrapped up in your arms and a tear forms in a cloud. C crying because I got to leave you now. I'm crying because I got to leave you now. I'm crying because I got to leave you now. Baby, I got to leave you now. Oh, I got to leave you now. And he continues, right? I just love that because... In this case, it isn't our previous last week, right? He had to leave her because he wasn't worthy or they had messed up or she was unhappy. This is, I've got to leave you now because it's my job and I got to go do this. And as I talked about, I am a sucker for these songs of, as in Carol King's So Far Away, right? Just this, and... Jackson Brown's the loadout. It just this whole idea of I've got to leave the people I love to go do my job and it isn't what I want to do, but I have to. Right. And you do your job so that you can have a home and take care of people and have things to share with those that you love. It's some ways counterintuitive, a good way to build happiness is to really build that connection for yourself that you, you definitely want to enjoy what you're doing. As John says, lucky as hell to do what I love, but also realize that when he goes out and is away for long periods of time, it's because he wants to be the provider or because that's just the way that his life was built. But here we're actually seeing him using tears and crying as imagery, which is a little different and unexpected from mature love song, I think. It's not often that you hear someone admitting to crying just because they have to leave someone temporarily. We don't know. John was and will probably be again a really dedicated tour musician. He'd be going out for 10 out of 12 months a year. That's pretty intense, but it still was by his design, I think. And the idea of crying over something that one has chosen, I think is a little interesting.
What do you think? I think it absolutely is that you're torn, right? You're torn. You have two, two things pulling at you. The love of making music and the idea that you are able to go out and entertain people and they share their love of you and your music and you get to feel that vibration and that that love coming to uh -huh. you. But at the same time, and, and it does, um, I'm sure that financially, that is it is it is a good way to keep him at, you know at a certain financial level and it's his job it's, sure. and he loves it but at the same time it's i got to leave this wonderful home where my beautiful uh wife is and my grandbaby right the grandbabies sure. and everything it is this you serve two masters and it is, and I, and unless you're at a certain level, that's what you do. Musicians tour. Jake talked about that when he was here two or three weeks ago. I got on stage because that's the next thing. If you learn how to play guitar, right. you play for people. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. You've been talking about how you feel this song works as a whole. Did you want to touch on that a little bit more? Yeah, I just think this song really, it is a, as some of John's best or Bruce's best or name other favorite musicians sure. and singer-songwriters, this paints a picture. This paints a picture of a happy, productive relationship that you get the feeling that the partner understands that this person has to go and they support them and they love them and there's not a bitterness and it is a it, it we often talk about and you're the one who first brought this up falling in love and staying in love and this is just a beautiful story about we are in love and one of the things one of my favorite stories is the creator of Friday Night Lights and I, Jason Cram or something. I can't remember exactly, but he pulled Kyle Chandler and, oh, why can I not think of the... Your brain on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yes. Connie, I'll think of her name in a minute, right? The, the female lead. Usually I can't think of Kyle Chandler's name, but he told both of them, you two will never get divorced. You two, Tammy Taylor and Coach Taylor, you two will be together forever. So you can fight as much as you want. You can be as angry as you want. You can show any strain in your marriage because you two are a partner and you're not going to break up. So I love that idea that because the commitment and this, I think this song to me, talks about a commitment to his family, our narrator. And once again, I don't want to put John as autobiographical, but our narrator is committed to his art and to his family. And he's figured out a way to do it both. But I think he's forgotten 
some advice I ever read. And someone said to me early, the problem most people have is when they're at work, they're guilty about not being with their family. And then with their family, they're guilty that they're not at work. And what you need to do is at work, be focused, be there, and give everything you can to your job. And then when you go home, you are focused and you give everything to your family. And you leave work at work. You yeah. leave work at work. And that's easier said than done. Absolutely. But I, I, but I think that is a wonderful advice that to do that. And to me, this song, this narrator is while he feels guilty, he is able to do both. He is able to be there for his family and he's able to be there for his music. And I think that's exactly the tension that is in this song. It's the wanting to just be in the present and whether it is the joy of being on stage and facing the music or lying in bed with his loved one, not think about what else comes next or not think about the fact that there is something that is going to change this situation that you enjoy into something else. It's to just focus on the enjoyment of what it is in the present. And I think it's talking about sometimes when you're just bouncing back and forth, that gets a lot harder. Maybe he did consciously decide to go out for these long tour stretches so that it wasn't like you come home for a week. And then by day three of your seven days at home, you're starting to think about, oh, I better do that laundry that piled up, or I better repack that suitcase and get my toiletry kit back together. You're all of a sudden in neither place. Yes. You are exactly what you said. You're not fully at work because you're thinking about what you're missing at home, or you're not fully at home because you're worried about what is waiting for you at work. And it, it is challenging. I, I've always found it very challenging and I am very much a homebody. I don't like to travel. And part of it is just because it's like, I can't get settled. I'm always thinking about like, how long are we here? And when are we going back? And yeah. Um, so yeah, it definitely works as a song that focuses on those imaginations. So that kind of covers the lyrics. I hesitate and I'm not really even sure how to say this, let alone it makes me feel anxious to say it. I'm going to push back on something that you commented on that the lyrics work and feel natural and flow in a way, especially comparing to don't think about her when you're trying to drive. I, especially listening to them back to back felt that this one almost felt like trying to fit things that didn't quite work into the space of the notes. It didn't sound like someone breathing in and out and taking it. It felt, let me get this full thought out with just a little bit of oxygen because I don't need to take a pause and a breath. Okay. And I think if you actually look at the way the lyrics are printed in the booklet or on the uh, John Hyatt archives, there are these lines that are a certain length and then all of a sudden there's this one that goes out about twice as long and it's not in any kind of pattern 
to me, the rhythm of the song always felt a little weird. And there are some of those metaphors that I didn't quite feel like he perfectly got. Like when he sings, though, you're the most beautiful one I could ever think of. I'm not a hundred percent sure what that means. Like why say it that way instead of you're more beautiful than anyone I could ever imagine. Or I, the most beautiful one woman. Okay. I, yeah. And why is it I could ever think of like, why is he even bringing up an imaginary concept into this? And the fact that he's saying that when he's talking about being out on the road, is it really his wife's beauty that he's thinking about and misses? Or is it maybe that's why it's most beautiful one? Like it's a most beautiful soul. But then again, like why didn't he just say soul or something like that? And that last verse where he's talking about tear forming in a cloud and crying, I'm not quite sure if we needed to get that heavy. I get the idea that you're going to be missed and maybe you might let out a tear and maybe it just felt a little bit too schmaltzy to just say, I'm crying without bringing up the celestial imagery. But there are some awkward points. There are some beautiful points in this song, but there are definitely some places where I, as I said, he, I feel like he's rushing to get the words out. And I don't quite know why it's, it felt like the lyrics were maybe fighting with the melody, which can be done to good effect, but I, I didn't feel it was as an intentional thing. Interesting. I will now have to listen to the song and get a little feel for that. I didn't hear that. And so now I want to listen to it again and okay, stop. Give me 10 minutes and come back. No. Yeah. yeah I, I really want to hear that again. Cause that's, I did not find that the case, but I will listen with new ears and hear that. And yeah, so and it, it must be intentional. So the yeah. one thing that I kept coming back to is the line. I don't want to read the morning news or watch the weather report. That is, I think the longest line in the song. That's how right. it lays out on the page. You could just as easily say, I don't want to read the news or watch the weather or see the weather. He purposely chose compound nouns or an adjective and a noun rather than just the noun. Mm -hmm. So why? Maybe it's the idea of stretching out this time with the person that you love or making excuses or that thing where you've had a nice visit with family and you've got the car all packed, you got your keys in your hand and you just say, oh, I guess this is goodbye. And then all of a sudden, oh, I forgot to tell you this story or, oh, don't forget that blah, 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 or you're going to call me when you get back. And all of a sudden you realize that the goodbye has lasted 15 minutes because right. you're just stretching out that time. Maybe that's what he was going for. I like it. I that's like I said, I will, as always, I always feel <laughs> like after listening to this together, I, I listen to things a different way. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And I can 
earned my reputation as the meanie of the podcast, but it's, yeah, I just, I, I guess I really expect a lot of John. Sure. And this is one that I do remember when I listened to it for the very first time, which was back in 2011. I was like, huh, not sure where he's going with that. Or it felt like a draft of a song that I have often felt that John uses music as therapy. And I do not mean that as any kind of cut to him. I think it's great for himself and even better for the thousands of people that he has helped because he shares that with other people. But he does it usually in a way that's a little obtuse. Like I talked about when we first had our conversation that it wasn't until I read a article on Rolling Stone that I realized that Seven Little Indians was autobiographical and the Seven Little Indian got sick and vanished was a reference to his oldest brother, Michael, shooting himself in a car. I imagine those are two different drafts. There is the song that you write about my brother shot himself. And then there's the song that you write that says the seven little in the oldest little Indian got sick and vanished. Both are valid. Both can be very good. And light of the burning sun is a beautiful song. I am going to definitely rate it high, but I think sometimes the first draft is a little bit too straightforward and you need to turn the reality into poetry. That's what poetry is making it a little bit either more melodic, a little more imagery driven. And this song to me, I love it. I love it as a love song, but it's, it's maybe a little too literal. Minus what I just said about the tear and the cloud and not quite sure where he's going with that. I think maybe there's a version of this song where he's playing with those ideas of clouds throughout the whole from start to finish. And then it's the idea that all of a sudden at the end, you realize, oh, it's a guy talking about having to leave his wife instead of first sentence. It's a guy leaving his wife. And then we get this idea of a cloud and not quite sure where he's going with that image. Yeah. I don't feel that way. I feel that sometimes to use the old Saturday Night Live skit that no one will understand. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. I think sometimes it's okay that you it isn't filled with as many metaphors or layers. I think this is just, I like the simplicity of this. I think that is, and I think that is, and you could say, I like, you wouldn't, but People could say, I like angry John more than I do romantic John, or I'm happier when John's a little sadder. Like, I, I want the angry artist versus the happily married artist is boring. Right? Yeah, I think that's I think that's perfectly, I think that's a fair, because as you say, it's up to the, it's up to John or whoever's writing it to this, tell the story he wants to tell, but... I think that's a fair criticism. It's like watching a movie and going, yeah, I I get what they were doing, but I didn't think they did it very interesting. Okay, good. And do we have any more? 
Hey, we're not there yet. Okay. Did you have any more thoughts about the the music and specifically the Bovaland Orchestra that we've got? Yeah, I there? see. I, I think that's partly why I liked this is mm-hmm. I think the, as I talk about the pace and the melody and the way he used his voice is the kind of slow... And I won't say more. Could I have been imagining like a an old crooner in front yes, of it has Benny Goodman feeling. or something? Yeah, yeah, it has yeah. that feeling almost of like something that would be off Sinatra's "The Wee Small Hours," right? Okay. Where yeah, where you feel the so that's why it worked for me both lyrically and mentally because I think the complexity is in the music and the orchestra and the pace of that gives you a makes it a little more complex for me the the lyrics along with his vocal performance and the melody and the lush backgrounds builds a better package for me it's perfect yeah yeah i i get what you're saying yeah and i get what yours are too mm-hmm. i i agree that we have we have talked songs where we have debated what this song is about. Is it about, is it about his sobriety? Is his relationship with death? Is it relationship with all these things that could be and couldn't, this is pretty. So I I love performing or I love doing my job. I also love my family and I'm trying to figure out a way to make it worth yeah. And my friend who recently moved in with me is about to leave on a business trip that we're not sure is either going to take 10 days or might take like a full month. Okay. And so as I was preparing for the podcast and playing this song, he's like, that's pretty on the nose, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so even casually, we can have that relationship to these lyrics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts? Sylvan, I don't want to leave you, but we might have to wrap up the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I think we do have to l- wrap up the podcast. And uh, yeah, I think I've I've said my piece. I want to defend okay. myself, but I think I'll just no. Dig I my don't think deeper. you need. To, I don't think you need to defend yourself because I don't think you're wrong. I think, and I think there will be times when both of us will go. I think. I think you're full of crap on that attitude, Jesse. No, right, you're right. totally missing it. No, in this case, I actually see and that I don't think we should be able to in on a broader scope, right? This is a very boring podcast. If we, this was great and I loved it. And John Hyatt is the best singer songwriter ever. Okay. Five, five. Everything is five. Yeah. So I think that's great. Good. All right. All right. So so... you're first this time. It's your turn to be first. So I would not give it a one. Because this does tell you something about life and it, it's beautifully orchestrated. There are some lovely images on there, but I think anyone who has listened to us, thank you, knows that I am probably going to rate a little low. I'm going to go a two. It's okay. still a good song. It's still John, but it, I wouldn't even put it in the middle of the pack of his very wide ranging catalog okay so i had told sylvan 
when we rec and once again pull back the curtain we usually record two episodes at one time i had told her that i may bring back the point 5 and <laughs> she was very kind and said if you have to see i think this is a really good song and i think it might be better than a 3 but i don't know if it's quite a 4 right so this is where I may have given it a 3.5. But as I talked about last week, if there's the three and four between the scale, this leans more toward a three to me. So I'm going to give it a three, a very solid song. It is definitely one that I enjoy. And I this was, this was a lot of fun to hear on repeat today. It was. And I am not giving it a one- partly because I listened to it at least 20 times today. And at no point was I like, oh, I don't want to hear this again. There was a couple of times where I was yeah, I'm more looking forward to hearing the next one. Yeah. But I, I didn't hit skip. Yeah. Okay, good. If someone wants to reach us, how can they? <laughs> they can reach us at Jesse Jackson DFW at Twitter because I don't want them coming at me. No, no all right. Kidding. So let me do that. Yeah, I am at Jesse Jackson DFW Twitter. Uh, you can send us an email to perfectlygoodpod at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. You can go to Perfectly Good Podcast on Facebook. We spend a fair amount of time at the John Hyatt fan Facebook page. And we shout out to all the wonderful people there that have been very kind Great and supportive of our of work. Social media. Yes. Yes. And so we would really appreciate you going to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast to rate and review us. That is how we find more listeners and tell a friend about the podcast. Just reach out and tell someone like, yeah, do you like John Hyatt? Have you ever heard of John Hyatt? Check it out. Heartbroken because he had to give up his tour. There are some people that might offer you some consolation and you can have a nice conversation with them. Yes, because it is funny. I posted on another Facebook page and I said something about, yeah, I'm going to have this person on the podcast. And someone said, what are you talking about? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> how could you not know that we do as much as we talk about this? How could you not know this? So there's still many people out there on the John High Facebook page that didn't know that we're doing this. And I wish they'd join mm -hmm. us. I think there's actually a few people out there that don't even know what a podcast is. So you, you happen to know a music fan who hasn't quite delved into this realm, perhaps offer us as an introduction and show them how to do it. Yes. I think we're going to wrap it up. We'll be back in a week to discuss a couple more, one more song. We are slowly getting close to wrapping up the D's. Yeah. Won't be long. And then we always have a fun wrap up where we discuss all the songs that start with D before we start the new letter. But I think the only thing left we've got to say is have a little faith. Have a little faith, everybody. Bye. Bye. Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the court of Yay, I love it when you don't agree. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.